Alright, today we're going to discuss UFC 273. We're just going to talk about the top four fights on the main card. Uh, starting off, we have Mackenzie Dern versus Tisha Torres. Mackenzie Dern is a favorite of negative 120, and Tisha Torres is also a favorite of negative 110. It's pretty much a pick em, yeah. but Mackenzie Dern is the slight favorite. Will, what, what do you have on this, bud? Uh, I think the, the way to start is just to open up with like kind of like the context going into this fight because Mackenzie Dern's coming off a loss against Marina Rodriguez who could be the next title challenger after Carla Esparza and that was kind of a, a tough loss for her but then Tisha Torres she came into like the UFC and was on like a hot streak and people thought that she could be you know the next title challenger the next title holder and then she lost four in a row which like that's pretty dangerous but if you look at the names that she lost to you got, like, absolute killers. They're all, like, t- title challengers or, like, champions. Because you had Jessica Andrade, uh, Yuan Yun Jacek. You know, Yuan Champion. We, we love her here on the podcast. And then Zhang Wei Li and Marina Rodriguez and then, like, Thug Rose were all, like, losses she had. And then she came back and won three straight. And, like, the names she beat were, like, they're, like, lower top uh-huh. 15 guys. But... Or girls, excuse me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, Mackenzie Dern, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, like, specialist. I'll let you talk more about that. And then, like, Tisha Torres is a kind of a kickboxer. So it's kind of a striker versus grappler, except for that, like, I mean, Mackenzie Dern is, like, BJJ. Like, she's not, like, a wrestler grappler. Right. She's solely BJJ. She's been doing BJJ since she was, like, three years old because her dad is some well-known, like, Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. Mm-hmm. So, and she's won the Brazilian jiu-jitsu champion, the, the world championship. I have this here. Two times. She's a two-time world champion at black belt, which is okay. crazy. And she's a BJJ black belt. So, that's kind of what Kenzie Dern. Yeah, and going off that grappler versus striker, usually the grappler wins. But, like you said, it's BJJ. It's not wrestling. So, you know, you don't just start on the, on the ground. You, right. you start on the feet every round. And she does have... Uh, tough time getting opponents down. Uh, only 10% of the time she takes down opponents, which is, you know, pretty low, especially for a grappler who's yeah. going to rely on, um, obviously, your BJJ against, like, a kickboxer like Tisha Torres. Yeah, I think the thing I saw, like, when she fought Marina Rodriguez, I didn't I, I didn't watch that fight. I've, like, watched it back since, but, like, when it happened, I saw the things on Twitter, and people were like, wow, Mackenzie Dern could be so good if she could just, like, learn how to wrestle. And I'm like, oh, what are you talking about? Like, isn't she, like, a grappler? And I, like, looked it up, and like you said, like, 10% yeah. takedown uh, accuracy. She's tried to take down people in the UFC 28 times, and she's only landed one. Yeah. That's, like... So bad. That is <laughs> like, insane. Especially because Marina, or uh, not Marina, uh, Tisha Torres has like a 58% like takedown defense. Yeah. Which is like pretty solid. It's not like amazing, but. But against it, someone who's getting 10% yeah, takedowns, you know. Like Mackenzie Dern has pretty good hands, but if she's going to want to win this, I really think she needs to get it to the ground. Yeah. And like, especially because Tisha Torres is like a three time like world kickboxing champ and like a black belt in taekwondo. So like, yeah, you want to get this to the ground if you're Mackenzie Dern, but like. Right. Yeah, know. yeah. I'm actually, like, I'm a Mackenzie Dern fan. Like, every time okay. she's on the car, like, that's, like, a recognizable yeah. name. She's, mm-hmm. like, one of the the ones you listed of Tisha Torres' opponents. Like, all those people, like, right. you see him on a car, you're like, oh, I'm excited to watch yeah. him fight. But I'm going to pick Tisha Torres, yeah. and I think I'm going to uh, pick her via decision. And that's because I, I just don't think uh, Mackenzie Dern's going to be able to get her to the ground. I think – or. Her striking's a bit sloppy. She, you know, yeah. she does have some power when it connects. Yeah. But like you said, it, with Tisha Torres being having all those, uh, you know, records at kickboxing, I, I just, 
I think you know this is she's gonna keep it on the feet and she's gonna pick her apart to decision. Yeah, I I agree. I was gonna have Tisha Torres by decision, not to copy again to start. <laughs> I know we're doing that, but just because she has eleven wins by decision, like all her wins, especially recently against higher competition, seem to be by decision. I think she's just gonna try to like stick and move and like yeah keep her away. Um, and the other thing is like Mackenzie Dern is just not really like she's still kind of youngish in her like MMA career. She's a really good BJJ uh, like practitioner, but I just like watched her uh, interview with like Ariel Hawani and like she doesn't, you know, getting started. She didn't even like like striking that much. She was just trying to like grapple with people. And yeah. I think I think that's just gonna be the key. I think Tisha Torres is gonna be able to strike and, and keep her off and, and and keep it on the feet. And, and once that happens, I think it's just gonna go to decision. Yeah, I mean. I would like to see Mackenzie Dern win. I yeah. think her, you know, getting finishes is always more exciting in the UFC. And I think she's more likely to get a finish via submission, obviously, right. than Tisha Tora. It, Tisha Torres is via knockout. Like, yeah. she's probably gonna, more likely going to, you know, pick her apart, take it her decision. So I hope Mackenzie Dern uh, gets it done. You know, maybe it could be a situation where Tisha Torres rocks Mackenzie Dern, hits her on the ground, she comes down with her, and then makes that mistake of going on the ground with Mackenzie Dern. You know, maybe she'll be smart and let her back up. But once you see blood in the water, a lot of these people, you want to jump on them, you want to get the job done. I mean, if if Mackenzie Dern gets her down, then it's like, I'd I'd be very scared if I was Tisha Torres. But, um, you know, I I just don't think it's going to happen. The one thing I'll add is, like, I don't don't really know how to say this without sounding crude, but these girls are, like, huge they are jacked like they're i mean they're all professional athletes they all look good but like like they all look uh, in shape but these are two girls that like when you see them step in the octagon you're like holy shit i don't i wouldn't want to fight that person and and they're They're scary they're straw weight so yeah they weigh at 115 yeah they're still they're still like i Mackenzie Dern said she wants to like get into the cage at like 125 so that's like 10 pounds higher than what she'll weigh in at the next or the day before i think tisha torres will come in like more than that I, she's huge i don't know how she weighs 150 uh-huh. pounds i don't know how tall she is that could be part of it but every time she walks into the cage well, that's a that's a scary girl right there yeah so do you have anything else to say about no, this fight no i agree with you yeah Tisha Torres by decision which it's kind of cool that's i mean i guess it's like a pick em pretty much but yeah it is it's it, like an underdog the odds are very very close it's the one fight where the odds are close yeah <laughs> right the rest of these are pretty pretty uh landslide um, so going on the next one, the hype train Kamzat Shemaev versus mm-hmm. Gilbert Burns. Um, you know, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I'm just going to start off with this. Do you think, cause everybody seems to be writing Gilbert Burns off. Okay. Yeah. And in this scenario where we're going to write him off and I don't think that's fair to do. Do you think if Kamzat beats Gilbert Burns, he should get the title shot, or do you think he should fight Colby Covington? He should get the title shot. Okay. He should get the title shot. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I, I want Leon Edwards to get it first. Like, okay. And, that, and then if that happens, like, it would be, like, the only reason I would say fight Colby Covington is if, like, you really want to stay active. Because I think Leon Edwards deserves the title shot. Um, I'm afraid, like, they really need to... If I'm Leon Edwards, I'm like, please get this date figured out. Yeah. Because if Kanzak goes in there and wins by, like, the first round, like... Like smashes him, yes, um, smashes him. Like I could totally see Dana, even though he said Leon gets the next title shot. I could totally see Dana being like, "Nah, yeah. I'm gonna give it to Kamzat." I I think Leon will get it for sure. Yeah, I'm just like if let's say Leon does win, I think that might create an opportunity for Colby Covington to be back in yeah. the picture. 
But that's also assuming the pound-for-pound, pound, you know, number one ranking wouldn't get a rematch with Leon. And I think that's more likely, too. If Leon yeah. beats Kamaru, those guys are going to be tied up. Right. So Kamaru would have to fight Leon again. And maybe in between that, Colby and uh, Kamzat can fight. I would say that, like, there are ways that Kamzat fights Colby okay. that make sense. But I'm, I don't agree with people that say... If Kamzat wins this fight, he should have to fight Colby. I definitely agree like, with that. That's like, I, like he Gilbert Burns is the number two um, ranked guy in the welterweight division. He's a really good fighter. He like had Usman rocked and like looked pretty good up in that fight until you know Usman kind of took over. So like, yeah, I mean, I, I would give Kamzat. He he should be worth a title shot after this after this win. Yeah, I definitely agree. I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, just, that's a good question because people are talking about that. Yeah, and I, I, people are talking about it and it kind of surprised me because you beat a guy like Gilbert Burns, you know, you're most likely either going to take his number or you're going to be ranked one below him, right. you know? And if you're in that top three, top five, you're, you're, you can get a title, get a title shot, shot, especially with the hype of Kamzat and everything. Yeah. Um, I guess it also depends on, you know, maybe how he gets it done. So yeah. we'll talk about that. I also just want to add, too, I think part of it also is because is because Kamzat's a wrestler and Colby Covington is, like, arguably the best wrestler in the division. So, like, stylistically, mm-hmm. it's, like, a good matchup. And that's why people are like, oh, Colby can maybe beat him. Uh, but, like... It's like Colby Kamaru, where, yeah. where they're both wrestlers, yeah. turns in a fun striking yeah. match. And if Colby was, like, a striker, I don't think people would be talking about it at all. I yeah. think if, like, they'd be like, okay, move him on to the top. Right. But since Colby's such a good wrestler, they're like, yeah, that'd be a good fight. Right, right. But, yeah. Um. So, the odds. Kamzat is negative 600. Big favorite, yeah. Gilbert, 600. yeah. Gilbert Burns is plus four hundred. Oh. You know, I think those are some great betting odds. I think if you are legal and you can sports bet, we have some friends. Yeah, we have some friends. We have who some are friends who are going to bet on this fight. I think they're going to put five bucks on it. Yeah, and then you win twenty <laughs> if uh, they're telling me all about it. Yeah, but if you put you, all you got to do is bet five bucks on Gilbert Burns and you you get twenty. Who's like, would you rank two second? Yeah, yeah. He's a second ranked guy in the division. Dropped Usman. Like these are some yeah. great odds. If you want to, you know, have a little fun, have a little underdog uh, pick. Right, right. I, I, I would, you know, I would say that's not too too bad of a pick. Is just put five bucks on him. Um, there are a lot of things going for Gilbert Burns here. Yeah, he's a lot more experienced. He's been, he's been around town. He's had that title fought, title fight with Usman. He dropped Usman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he definitely is... He's also... I know Kamzat's, like, this god at wrestling. And, yeah. like, we haven't really seen a striking, but apparently that's really good, too. Yeah. Gilbert Burns is a hell of a wrestler. Yeah, he is. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. a striking... Like I said, he dropped Usman. Like... Yeah, and he's an insane... Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. Yeah. He's like a, I, have, I have it all. I have like the accolades. He's a four-time world jiu-jitsu champion, which is like, that's crazy. Yeah. Four times. Third degree black belt. Like, he's really good at jiu-jitsu and he has so many, he has so many things going to him. Fun fact also, I wanted to add this okay. stat. Gilbert Burns, so Kamzat Shemaev, 10-0. Mm-hmm. Gilbert Burns was 10-0 when he had his first UFC loss. Oh, I did, I did yeah. see that. In the yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, I don't know, I saw that and I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but, but, I got it. I, I was watching Michael Bisping talk about this fight, and, like, it was all stuff I had already thought about, and then when he said it, I'm like, okay, well, he knows way more about UFC than I do. Um, former world champion and analyst and all that. And he said, like, because what I was thinking about in this fight is, like, 
Gilbert Burns is so good at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu that, like, even if Comstock gets him down, he's a scary guy. He's got eight wins by submission. I mean, that's kind of his thing. But then, like, he couldn't even submit, like, Wonderboy Thompson. Yeah. He's just, like, a striker. That's a good point. He just kind of, like, he got him down but couldn't really do anything. Uh-huh. It's like, if he can't really do anything to Wonderboy. Who's a karate style. Yeah, you know, he's a karate striker. Like, I don't think he's going to be able to do anything to Comstock. Yeah. And that's why, like... Yeah, I, I think Kamzat. We don't need to get into a decision or prediction yet, but all of that being said, you know, <laughs> Kamzat still negative six hundred for a reason. Yeah, um, you know, he, I like what he said. He's, I watched his interview today. He's he's very like soft spoken, very yeah. like do, doesn't matter. I'm he, the king. Yeah, he's a different type of like star. Yeah, I feel like a lot of stars are like he is pretty outspoken. He's a pretty funny guy. And, yeah, like, post fight, I kill everybody, smash yeah. everybody. I'm the champ. I'm the king. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was that was one moment, but like I feel like when you see him in interviews, he's like pretty quiet and he just like kind of yeah. says how he feels. He like he says stuff that like if he said it louder, it'd make like a shit ton of headlines. But since uh-huh. he says it so quietly, because he like he says he's like I'm gonna, he said all he's laid out his plan. You know he's like I'm gonna win this, I'm gonna go beat Usman, and then I'm gonna go beat Adesanya. Yeah. Like, wow. Okay. Yeah, and the, <laughs> the way he says it is a you know like you talk about speaking loudly and that yeah. kind of confidence which yeah. reminds me of McGregor right. you hear him and then he, he's like I'm Mystic Mac I, you yeah. know like I predict yeah. these things but the way Kamzat says it's like yeah. it's like chilling yeah. it's very quiet yeah. it's very like I'm gonna I'm gonna go win this like yeah. uh, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna take all that money I'm just gonna go home and rest sometimes I wish we would speak out yeah. we can't even hear him yeah that's true but I just <laughs> think he's a scary he's a scary so scary dude I want uh, comes out to win because I think that's going to shake up the division, the yeah. welterweight division. He it needs it. It would give like the most compelling fight because like when Colby fought Kamara, everybody's like, you know what? He could do it. They had a really close first fight. Right. He could do it. Right. But if comes out, we're gonna have to see what he does against Gilbert. That's what Burns. I was gonna say. But if he does something similar, maybe a second round finish, something like that, I think everybody's gonna be like, is Usman gonna be? You know the underdog, the favorite. Like, what's gonna what's gonna happen? Well, the thing is, if he goes out and does what he's done, if Comstock goes out and does these this first round finish like he's done for all the opponents up to this point, I no chance I'm not picking him against Usman. I would totally pick him. But like, I what I really want for this fight to be is like like you said, like the same thing that Usman did to Gilbert, like like a second round yeah. finish. Because then it's like wow, it's yeah. like that is the most even ranked fight. True. The thing is, though, Kamzat's, like, he's probably the most um, exciting, like, prospect, up-and-coming guy I've ever seen since I've started paying attention to the UFC because he hasn't been touched. Yeah. I think he's... Four uh, fights, one punch landed on. Yeah. That's 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 crazy. Listen, people. That's crazy. Four fights and one punch landed on you. And, yeah, like, the the first three guys he fought were kind of scrubs, or at least the first two. I think, like, Mir Shark. Mir Mir Shark or Mir... I don't want to say Mir Shark. It can't be Mir Shark, but it is Mir Shark. Uh, (laughs) Like, that's... Yeah, those guys aren't that good. But, like, Li Jing Liang was ranked number 10. And he's no, like... He's no scrub. Like, he's a good, a really good fighter. He's a top 10 guy. You can't get the top 10 in a division if you're not, like, right. you don't know what you're doing. And he just ragdolled him. He ragdolled him. I've never seen somebody like yeah. that. He picked him up. Picked him up, was yelling at Dana to get yeah. off your phone yeah. and, like, watch the fight. Like, he's doing stuff that nobody's really seen before. Yeah. He, when he first entered the UFC, he had, like, a victory, two victories within ten days. Yeah, he said, "I want to fight next week." Yeah, never done that. Before. Yeah, nobody's ever done that before. And the other thing is, he's so big for the division. He's six foot two, so that's why when he goes up to middleweight, like 
Yeah. Or if he does. I mean, I don't want to get ahead. But, like, there's that. And then, I'm sure you remember this. Like, after he beat Li Jingliang, like, a week or two later, he did, like, a pure wrestling fight against, or a pure wrestling Mm -hmm. match against Jack Jack Hermanson. And and Hermanson's a 185-er who's known for his wrestling and grappling. And he ragdolled him. He had his so way it's with like, him. And, and Hermanson's ranked higher than Li Jingliang was. Like, Hermanson's number eight or seven middleweight. Yeah. So if he's ragdolling this number seven middleweight, and that Hermanson's not going to strike. If, if they were doing a real MMA fight, like, Hermanson's not going to strike with him. He's a grappling guy. Yeah. If he's ragdolling him. Yeah, dude. I'd be scared. If it's I'm scary. Usman, Usman was working. He said, like, they come out that Usman's been, like, working with Gilbert Burns. Yeah. Which is like, okay. So you're scared. That's yeah. that's why I came to meet. Like I know he's friends with Gilbert. Yeah, they're also train. like training partners. I know, but, but like if you're really trying to help him with beat Comside, I don't know. It's just giving off the vibe to me that yeah. like you're a little nervous. You don't know if you can beat him. Okay, so what's what's your pick gonna be? Uh Comside. 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 But how? I mean, I really have no idea. I think it'll be. It would be so cool if it went to decision. I'd have so much respect for like Gilbert Burns. I think that'd be really cool. I don't want him to get him. I don't want him to get finished in the first round because mm-hmm. I think Gilbert Burns is so cool, and like that'd be really, that would really suck for him. I'm gonna go Kamzat second round finish. Mm. Kamzat. That's what second, I have as well. I have a second round via submission. Oh, I have a second round ground and pound. Yeah, mine submission. I I I don't know. I just think I keep thinking in my head over and over, like just Gilbert Burns having Kamzat on his back and he's just pissed off and he has to tap. Like, he's yeah. getting choked out, and he just, like, knows right. he can't do anything. That's a, just, I could see that. Just gives a tap, and then he looks so defeated, and comes out, gets up, starts screaming, says he's going to kill everybody. Yeah, kill everybody. Yeah. yeah. He's, I think, yeah, but I, I have comes out second round smish. Second round okay. smish. Um, second round smish. I know I'm not even going to, like, entertain this idea, but I did see someone on Reddit saying, uh, like, can you go past, like, the first round? Like, I've heard nothing but like good good about things his about his cardio, his yeah. conditioning. If you see the pics with like him and Darren Till, dude, he's like Darren Till's like dead, and yeah. then Comzat's like smiling yeah. with his like fist in the yeah. air. All I've heard is that Comzat trains conditioning like nonstop. Yeah, I, I there's no chance. The only the only reason I think he might gas out is because he had that COVID stint that like almost killed him. That is crazy. That it he, is crazy that like. Me, who's like pretty average, had COVID. Yeah. I was sick for like three days, and then a guy like Kamzat yeah. gets COVID and like damn near kills him. He's puking up blood. He's coughing up blood. It's partially his fault though, because he said they said he kept like training yeah, while he that's had true. COVID. That's so, like don't do that. Yeah, it's um, a good point. But yeah, like that's the only reason I could see him. Like, but I don't. think That so. was also that was a year, year ago. ago. Yeah, so. but like I don't know. COVID has those lasting effects. It's true, on we don't really know uh, the effects of it. Yeah. So Kamzat. Yeah, comes up. Comes up. Okay. Smash. Moving on to a fight everybody's been looking Ugh. for. Uh, we're we've all been looking forward to this. I think a majority of people want Piotr Jan to get his belt back, but then there's some people who just want to see the world burn, <laughs> and they want Alzheimer Sterling to win. Um, honestly, this is like I'm pretty excited. I think this is going to be closer than people anticipate. I don't. Um, I think Aljamain, the way he handled it was not good for me. I was like, at the beginning, I was like, I feel, I felt bad for him during the fight. Yeah. So what happened? Um, they fought last March 
And Piotr Jan was having his way with Aljamain. I don't think... Even Aljamain admitted He said, I was losing that fight. Did he? Yeah, he did. Okay, he, yeah, he said it in a recent interview. I was good. losing that fight. Uh, he likes to make that. like jokes that he was like winning. Like on yeah. Twitter, he said he was like, I was smashing him. It's like, okay. And then uh, <laughs> Piotr Jan had Aljamain Sterling down on a knee. And the ref clearly goes grounded. Yeah. Meaning he's a down opponent. You can't knee him. You can punch him. But you can't knee him. You can't kick Piotr him. Piotr looks over, says whatever the fuck he says in Russian to his corner. Yeah. And they go, yes. Yeah. And so he knees him. And then the oh, ref's like, what the <laughs> hell? Yeah. He's like, what are you doing yeah. here? Like, yeah. well, you can't do that. So Like John uh, Annex reaction. He's like, whoa, yeah. that's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> and then so Aljamain Sterling, you know, he, it wasn't his fault. I'm not. He he didn't roll around. Either. The fact that he was even conscious is yeah. kind of crazy. He got kneed blatantly like... He couldn't even defend himself. Yeah. Um, some people might say he was rolling around a little bit. I can see a little bit of exaggeration. Yeah. Then after uh, the fight, he gets awarded with the belt, which I don't think should be a thing. Yeah. Um, so he was disqualified. Piotr Jan was disqualified. Osman Sterling gets a belt. He takes the belt, throws it on the ground. He's clearly upset. I'm like, yeah, fuck we Piotr Jan. Yeah. That's, that's dirty. Dirty. I feel bad for Aljamain because I feel like he wanted to win the belt the right, right. way. Then. <laughs> then. Later, later that, that night, night, this guy's fucking flaunting his belt around he, at the party, shirtless, drinking, saying I'm the champion, all this shit. Gets in Twitter feuds with Piotr Jan, all this stuff. He just handled it terribly. Yeah. And he, I, he, I think it's his fault he turned the public on him. Oh, I totally, I totally, and then like the middle of that, like not, we're not going to talk about politics, but in the middle yeah. of that, he just, and this was like middle of COVID, like COVID was pretty bad at that point, he just starts going on like an anti-mask, anti-vax thing, and everybody's like, you're already so hated. Yeah. It's like, no matter your political views, like why would you like, just say something like controversial in the middle of everybody already hating you. And then <laughs> enough, another thing, I'll I'll just touch on it quickly about <laughs> politics. He recently like tweeted a picture with his boys in like the Ukraine flag, right. saying like we stand with Ukraine. Obviously, Ukraine's been going off for a while. Yeah. It was intentionally against Piotr Jan yeah. during fight week, but Piotr Jan's been outspoken that he's against the war. I didn't know that. Yeah, That's so interesting. So it's like. Shut up, out! Like, yeah, I get it's like you're you're kind of becoming Colby. You're trying to like play this character, sell this fight, run this gimmick, but just shut the. Fuck it sucks up. too because Aljamain could be like so popular. Yeah, like, his fighting style is so fun. Yeah, because he's like a he's kind of like an out of the box striker, and he's like this Brazilian jiu jitsu guy that's like pretty good and a really good wrestler. He's like really good all around, and you don't really know what he's gonna do next. And he's a high pressure guy. He's like a fan. He could be a fan favorite, I think, if he just wasn't. Fucking annoying. Yeah. So, yeah. like, yeah, that's, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm just not a fan if, of Aljamain. So, the odds for this is another, like, landslide. Yeah. Um, Aljamain's plus 350, Piotr Jan's negative 500. I mean, obviously, I think we all know if Aljamain's going to win, it's going to have to be via submission. He's going to have to get his back. Um, like a freak knockout. Or like a some sort of, yeah, some something like that. But, man. Piotr Jan, I think he showed his toughness when he fought Corey Sanhagen. Yeah, he was really He good. took some pretty good licks, and he just kept moving forward. Um, so that kind of solidified in my mind, like, Piotr Jan's durability, and I don't think Aljamain has a, the power. It's like, he, he throws a lot of volume, but it, he doesn't really have the power. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, like, going into that fight, people definitely thought that Aljamain could have won it, because, like, if you looked at 
his strength of schedule compared to like um, Piotr Jan. Like Piotr Jan had gotten the belt off of beating a bunch of like old heads. Like mm-hmm. he beat Uriah Faber to get the title shot, and then he beat Aldo, which is a great great win now. But at the time, people were like, "This guy's washed." Yeah. Um. So the, and then like Aljamain beat like. Corey Sandhagen in like a first round. Did you ever have you ever seen that fight? It's yeah, like, it's like forty seconds. Yeah, it's like forty seconds. He like took him down and like choked him out, which is like what the hell. But that that to me, I think is like Aljamain's kind of downfall. Like he's gonna come out, or at least what he did in the last fight and what he did against Sandhagen. He came out and like pressure and pressure and pressure him, get get him against the fence, take him down and try to choke him. That's not going to last five rounds. Yeah. And I think that's, like, I don't know what else Aljamain's going to be able to do if he doesn't, like, I think his only way he's going to win is if he gets Peter down early, like, on the ground. But I don't think he can do that, and then you can't do that for five rounds. Aljamain Sterling is one of the most, like, he has really good cardio. I'm not saying he doesn't have good cardio. He has great cardio. He's in shape. He looks fantastic. He's now healthy. He had a neck injury, like, his whole career. Then he got surgery on that, fixed it. So now he's, like, healthy. But I don't think his fight style can last five rounds. This was his last, the last fight he had um, against Peter Young was his first five round fight in the UFC. So this is only his second. And mm-hmm. I don't think he knows what to do. Yeah. And I don't think his coaching staff knows what to do either. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think Peter Young is just going to like be really patient. Peter Young has this like boxing style where like he's able to like put his arms in a position and like his hands were like you can't hit him and yeah. I don't know how he does I've noticed it. that he yeah. just he puts his hand up right next yeah. to his face and he like moves his side it's like yeah. it's cra- I don't know like you can't hit him because there's no like his arms are big and I don't know so he's, I he's definitely one of the best boxers in the UFC I th- I'd say he is the best boxer in the UFC You think so I over, love Max Holloway over Holloway but, Yeah I th- definitely think over Holloway and there are other other guys that maybe could be better like Poirier Yeah people Poirier, like Poirier. Poirier. the shit out of Holloway I love Max Holloway yeah. but like you're not the best boxer in the UFC, but yeah. I think Piotr Jan is the best boxer in the UFC. I mean, yeah, he definitely could be. Um, that's a great note. Well, something you touched on earlier is I definitely think Aljamain, he needs to control his gas tank. But it's kind of like you can't play the the waiting game with Piotr no, Jan. In like, So part of me is like, well, maybe he just does need to go out and give it his all. Because Piotr Jan, he's just going to weather the storm. And then yeah. I think I have him be a KO and round four championship round i think that's when he's gonna get tired do you have something similar i don't know i i I don't come in like i don't write it down like i i usually have all the shit in front of me and Uh like in the moment i'll say it but while we were talking i was like yeah i'm thinking round four yeah dude (laughs) i mean and then i believe that was when the dq happened right was that round four four or five yeah i'd have to look at that um yeah i think it was four or five um i think it was four i think you're right uh or yeah, yeah. So Round like, four. That's and that's when and he's he getting looked, him. And Aljamain looked like so gassed yeah. at that point in the fight. I was like, he's gonna get knocked out. Um, so yeah, I'll go. I'll go. You know, I'll go round five. Okay. For the sake of difference, <clears throat> just because like, I don't know. He's just better. I think Piotr Jan's better, and then he'll set up that T.J. Dillashaw fight that I'm looking forward to. Dude, yeah. Looking forward to that. Fucking Got the new champion versus arguably the greatest bantamweight of all time. Uh, another thing, though, about, like, Aljamain and his gas tank, he looks bigger now. He's put on oh, more muscle. Like he's, def- <laughs> like, he's definitely put on more muscle. I know Piotr Jan is, too. And, like, with that, it's kind of like, isn't that? I mean, Bad, maybe he's yeah. just more shredded. Then he is, you know, so maybe it is a good thing. 
Um, but and that never feels that never feels like good to me. Like come from like I don't know the thing. The only thing I can compare it to is like for boxing. Like Deontay Wilder put on a shit ton of muscle before his fight with uh-huh. Tyson Fury, and he gassed out sooner, and he got yeah. knocked out sooner. Yeah. So it's like I don't know. You get knocked out sooner, but he was. So it's like I, that never feels good when your gas tank's a problem. Like putting on more muscle. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe you're right. Maybe he isn't bigger. He's just more shredded because mm-hmm. he's been working on his cardio more. But I don't know. He does. He. I mean, I'll give it to him. He looks in phenomenal oh, shape. He looks, he looks great. Yeah. He always looks great. He's in insane shape. I mean, he could be so cool. Like crazy genetics. Yeah, like, he's got that. Uh, calls it like Funk Master. Funk, funk Master. But they call it like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Because I was looking it up. You know, he's only a brown belt in that. I thought uh-uh. he was like a black belt in that. Yeah, I didn't know. But that. then he said he's a black belt in like Funk Jitsu. Oh, like, God. is this a real thing? Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. But, um, oh, and the last thing I'll say is, like, it's kind of cool that we've talked about this before on the podcast, but, like, I think Piotr Jan is starting to realize, like, what kind of star he can be. Because yeah. he's been, like, trying to learn English. Which been, is huge. Yeah, he's been talking good English. And, like, like we get it. Like, if you can't learn, you don't know English, like, that's not your fault. But I think, like, it does help when you don't have a translator. Because interviews are key and like, post-fight press conferences. And I think it's cool that he's trying to learn English and... It's it's been good. Yeah, he's talking well in English. I think yeah, no, I think that's a great point. Um, I know Zhang Wei Li when she, I'm sure she still is, but I recognize it when she was champion that she was talking about how she's trying to learn English. Yeah, and it, it's a huge marketable thing. Yeah, it's something you're right. Like maybe not that every single fan is gonna tune in for the post fight interviews or everything like that. But when they get a big KO and they can go on the mic and they can say something yeah. you can understand and there's not that barrier, people are going to want to see that right. guy fight more. It's like, imagine if Connor spoke like Dutch and you never knew what the <laughs> yeah. fuck he said. Yeah. Or like they couldn't pull those clips of him like shit talking and put them in the hype videos. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's going to be huge for him. And with the skills he has, I, I mean... He definitely can be a huge star. Before we go on to the the like last fight, can mm-hmm. I ask? I've been thinking about this too because I think Piotr Jan's gonna smash um, Sterling. He's gonna beat him pretty bad. Like, how big of a star do you think he'd be? Because I think he's like pretty well. I guess because he's not the champion, but I think like after watching him preparing for like this, I think Piotr Jan's like top five fighter in the UFC. Like, like pound for pound, high. yeah, pound for pound. I think he's so good. I think what limits him is like. His weight, because I don't know if he could, like, cut to 125 and, like, yeah. win that belt. But 145, like, that seems really big for him. So, like... I mean, I just don't really see anyone beating Piotr Jan yeah. for a while. Yeah. You know, who fucking knows? Maybe our heads will explode and Aljamain Sterling will get it done Saturday. That'd be, like, interesting, I guess. I don't know. I, I think it's just time for the Piotr Jan show. And just, yeah. like, that era... Um, him defending his belt a bunch, like yeah, I, I, I want so that. Um, I think that one thirty five or one thirty five has a lot of guys too. But the issue is, like, he's kind of beat some of them. Like Aldo keeps like winning. Yeah, which, like I know that upsets you a little bit because you want the division to get like yeah, you want a ladder of people to come forward. But then like Aldo keeps beating people, and as as we know, like Aldo got his ass kicked by Piotr Jan. Yeah. so it's like, and then like Sandhagen just lost to him. So, like, we got this Dillashaw fight after this. I think that they'll yeah. give him the title shot. And I think Piotr Jan will win that. Yeah, dude, that'll be fun, though. Yeah, because, yeah, it's like the old versus the new. And I know. Like, I, and, it, it's just something where it's one of those divisions where I want, like, that steady champion. Like, yeah. it's time for that steady champion yeah. to defend his belt a bunch and That'd see. Be cool. 
because like obviously we'll have flip flop divisions, kind of like one fifty five, like heavyweight, yeah, heavyweight, uh, yeah, a little bit depending on what Ngannou does, light heavyweight, you yeah, know, light heavyweight um, for sure. So stuff like that. I mean, we'll always have that. We'll see what happens with featherweight too and Volk and how long he's there. But just one thing about that, um, I'm losing my train of thought here. Something, yeah, I, I don't know what I was going to say. Well, we can just move on to the next okay. fight. Um, which is Volkanovski versus the Korean Zombie. I think it's awesome that <laughs> nobody knows his real name. It's just the Korean Zombie. Right here on Google, we have everybody's real name <laughs> and then the Korean Zombie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, his, his real name is Ch- Chan Sung Young. Chan Sung Young, I'm pretty sure. Um, but the Korean Zombie. Like, we're not exaggerating. Like, on the scoreboard... Mm-hmm. It'll say Korean zombie, yep. or it'll say just zombie. Like, Everybody, every, it's, it's the Korean zombie. On the promo, it says the Korean zombie, and I think that's that it's is awesome. really cool. That's one of the best nicknames in the UFC yeah. that's just stuck, and like, that's and, what everybody knows And it does about. work for him, because he is kind of a fucking zombie when yeah. he fights. Like, he has an insane chin and an insane gas tank, and he like, he like knocks people out. He's got crazy power, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll let so, you introduce. So Volkanovski's negative eight hundred, another fucking just huge landslide. Yeah. And Korean Zombie is plus five hundred. I'm expecting. This is what I'm expecting. I think Korean Zombie's durable. That fight against Ortega, he was durable. I'm talking about Korean Zombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be similar to the Ortega fight. I think it'll be a war, but it'll be a one side war. I think Volk will put a beating on him, and um. I just think fucking Volkanovski is one of the toughest guys in the yeah, UFC. He and he really proved that in the Ortega fight twice. Yeah. So many people would have tapped when he was getting that guillotine. His whole bald head turned yeah. purple. <laughs> and he somehow got out of it. He's like kicking and moving and he got out of it. Yeah. And then I believe it was a arm triangle. The next yeah, one he got, yeah. it, he got out of that. Yeah. He's just one tough motherfucker. Against Brian Ortega, who's one of the best submission artists yeah. in the UFC. Yeah. So I, I'm picking Volk. Uh, I'm just gonna throw my prediction out of here. But gonna start off the top. Yeah, I'm going Volk decision uh, because I think it'll be pretty similar to Ortega fight. I think Korean Zombie's durable enough to get uh, yeah. through it. I I um I mean oh I'll start with my fun fact. Okay. A fun fact: Vol- Volkanovski's 23 and one. His one professional loss. It wasn't in the UFC. It was early in his career. It was at welterweight. And yeah, and so, so like, he's fighting at 145. He's fighting at yeah. 145, welterweight to 170. So, I mean, in some, like, promotions, that's like, wait, so it was, that's like three divisions lower. Yeah. And obviously in the USC, it's uh, two, two divisions lower. But, like, he's practically undefeated. In yeah. my eyes, he's undefeated. And it's not like a, it's not like a, uh, not to get, like, be a Khabib hater here. I love Khabib. But it's not like a Khabib undefeated. Like, he... Uh, I was reading, like, his bio. He purposefully fought, like, people with winning records, like, throughout his whole early career because he's, like, he wants a challenge. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's kind of a crazy dude, man. Like, he swims with sharks and shit. Yeah, and, like, dude, I love that. Yeah. I also love the training thing where he'll be sparring and they'll yeah. randomly have someone go in and grab his back. Yeah. And he has to wrestle and get out of it. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I forgot what they called it, but it's just to train you to, like, when you're losing the fight to, like, not yeah. freak out. And, like, I don't know. I mean... Volkanovski's cool, but I mean, I'm a, I am like Holloway, so like, you know, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit of a Volkanovski hater, even though he's like such a nice guy. Yeah, like, I like him. really can't hate Volkanovski, but he's a paper champ, so. I don't, like, <laughs> here's, here's, here's the thing about that. So, the second fight, I personally thought 
we were talking about the second fight of Volkanovski Holloway. I personally thought Holloway won. Yeah, I did. Too. I, I mean, I think a lot of people did. However, it was so close that it like I still think Holloway won, but it was like a close fight. Um, then what he did against Brian Ortega. I think that made people kind of be like, this, I think this he's not a paper champ. Yeah, I'm just joking. He's, he he's the real the, deal. He beat the crap out of Brian Ortega. I think and that like, fight should have been stopped, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he couldn't even, like, count. Yeah, I don't he know. Couldn't, what he it. couldn't. He uh, was on his back and was just receiving just a bunch of bunch mm-hmm. of raining down punches from yeah. Volkanovski, and he couldn't get up. His corner had to help him get up yeah. and go to his corner. At that point, I think you should call it. Here's, here's why you should be excited for this fight, though. So, one... Korean Zombie has fought in eight main events, yeah. which is crazy. That's a lot of main events. One title fight. Seven of his eight UFC wins are by finish. Right. His finishing rate is insane. He's got a great chin. So I think this is going to be like a firework fight, even if it's not like... It, it could be a firework fight. The only reason I think it might not be is because the Korean Zombie is kind of like a counterpuncher. And so like that... Right. If Alex... If Volkanovski also wants to be a counterpuncher that night, then nobody's throwing punches. Right. But we'll see. Um, and then the other thing I want to say was key to me. I think Volkanovski is going to throw a lot of leg kicks. Yeah. Because that's how he beat Max the first time and arguably kind of the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Korean Zombie has this kind of like boxer stance and like kickboxer. He's like pretty heavy on his front leg. And that's like really hard to check kicks mm. when you're like have a lot of your weight on your front well, leg. Well, Wilbur Fine yeah, there. I like yeah. that. I saw that. I was like, noticed that right away. And then I was so proud of myself. I'm like, wow, I kind of noticed that. Like, he's yeah. pretty heavy on his front leg. Because, like, Ortega kicked the shit out of his leg right. when he fought the Korean zombie. Ortega kicked the shit out of his leg. I'm going to give him, I'll give my prediction. I really would love the Korean zombie to win by, like, some knockout, which he definitely could because mm-hmm. he has so much power. But the way that Brian Ortega like, completely put on a striking clinic against the Korean zombie and then got his ass kicked by Volkanovski. Yeah. I don't want to do MMA math. That doesn't really work. But, like, the right like right's kind of on the wall. I yeah. think Volkanovski's going to win. I, I, like, I think I'll, I'll go by decision as well only because the Korean zombie's chin is crazy. His only knockout was when... It's, like, knockout of the century when Yair Rodriguez, like was leaning over and, like, elbowed him out of nowhere. And I think the only reason that knocked the Korean zombie out was, one, it's an elbow, and, two, like, he didn't see it coming, yeah. and that tends to knock people out right. more. So, like, I think he'll go decision by, like, beat down. Like, right. I think he'll get beat pretty bad. Um, I th- So, yeah. Yeah, you with me on that? by beat down. I th- uh, you know, just talking about your counterpunch stat, yeah. of the Korean zombie is only – surpassed 100 significant strikes once in his career and with volk like i think he's going to need a higher output i personally don't think volk will like be a counterpunch i don't think so either. i think he'll he'll you know do the lunge like into his uh he goes in the pocket yeah Yeah, he goes in every guy he's fought like recently he gets in and gets out and gets out yeah i agree um i could see volkanovsky maybe showing off some wrestling here in this fight because he hasn't oh yeah but the other thing is like korean's always pretty good submission so I think he'll stand on the feet. I think he'll kick the leg a lot. I'm really proud of myself. I'll be, I'll be, I'll Saturday be, night. If, if Saturday night, if you see Volkanovski kicking Korean Zombie's leg a lot, I'll be beaming. And, yeah, and I'm I gonna, know. I'm gonna point it out every time. I know you. I'm will. gonna be like, he's kicking his leg. He's kicking his leg, just like I said. Yeah. So yeah, look for that. So I don't want to like go ahead and write these guys off. Like I kind of feel like we have been. Maybe that's because the odds are so in their the. They're gonna be great the fights. Favorite. Though. Yeah. They're gonna no, be great they're gonna be fights. great fights. Like, yeah. this isn't going to be, like, a... I 
it could be a beatdown, but it's like exciting. Pray like, to God, <laughs> hope they're not boring decisions. You know what I mean? But I, I really crazy. think I I really don't think they will. It's be. not like the skill levels are so like out of whack that yeah. Like, I mean, the Korean Zombie's not even supposed to be in this fight technically. Like, yeah. Max Holloway's supposed to be in this fight, and then he got injured and had to pull out. Uh-huh. And then they're in Korean Zombie's ranked fourth. They're like two to three guys. That, well, I'm I'm gonna say two because Ortega just fought him, but there there are two guys that are supposed to be in here. Over him, and that's like y- Yair Rodriguez and um, Max Holloway, and then arguably you could say like Arnold Allen or somebody too. Yeah. Because like, yeah, it'll be great though. I think yeah, it's gonna be I, great. I think I'm so, so too. pumped. It's gonna be some great fights. I honestly think this card's great. Um, I'm really excited for the next one in May, June, and oh July. My God. Yeah, for my boy Oliveira gets it done, and, uh, we'll and when Carlos Barza also gets it no, done. No, <laughs> God, well, we'll talk about that next month. Um, but like I said about like writing these guys off. Volkanovski said he wants to fight maybe three more times this year, which I love to see. Love to see an active champion, and I believe him. Unlike McGregor, who says I want to fight three times <laughs> in a year, and then we'll, well he's fight gonna fight one. Usman and you know oh, he's gonna fight God. Usman and Oliveira in the same night. You know, Shut up. <laughs> but do you think Volkanovski would go up to light heavy or lightweight? Excuse me, not light heavyweight. He's so like I think he, I don't think he would turn it down, but I think he's so short that mm. like. I mean, if he could, but like, I would wish he could actually cut the weight and go down one. Right, that'd be so fun. I think Piotr Janvers would be so fun. But we have to remember that when Volkanovski played rugby before his UFC days, he weighed two hundred thirty pounds. Yeah, so like, I don't think he can physically cut down to one thirty. Right, he's he's so. pretty shredded right now. Um, yeah. I think going up would be better than going yeah. down. I think it depends but on his the opponent, size. It is. depends on like if somehow like Michael Chandler's you know like bitch ass don't really like him. If he <laughs> somehow won the belt, then that's that's when Volkanovski would be like, "I'll go up," because Michael Chandler's a short right. guy. But what if it's Gaethje Volk? Uh, I think I think Gaethje like I don't know. That'd be interesting. Gaethje's got that power. Gaethje, I think, would maybe like knock the socks off him. But like Volkanovski's chin is crazy, so I'd right. love to, I'd love to see it, but I'd be leaning towards Gaethje. Yeah, it would be too. It doesn't matter though because he's not gonna win. But. <laughs> okay, well we'll see what happens. Um, any other little. You know, factoids on this fight? Nah, kick the legs. Yeah, I think (laughs) it's going to be a real exciting night, and I'm looking forward to it. So thanks for coming on, Will. Thank you.